So I hope you catch this revelation uh, that God gave me. It was, it's been something that's been stirring in me for a while. And if you remember, uh, several weeks ago, I talked about Jesus turning water into wine. Okay? So this is pretty warm, so we're going to get some wine, and we're going to have a hot tub party, and that's how it's going to... Right? <laughs> I love that I have people like, yeah! <laughs> Wasn't me. Um... Okay, no, but, but we talked about Jesus turning water into wine, and I made a statement in that message, and I said something about the fact that, it was, that he used purification jars, okay? And I said there's significance to that. We won't go into it today. That was then. Today we're going to go into it, amen? So I'm going to reveal some mysteries, a deep-seated mystery, and I think you're going to love it. All right, so this week in the Jewish culture is called, um, I'm going to say it wrong, Purim, okay? It's called Purim. Um, and what that is, is a Jewish festival that honors and remembers the story of Esther. And so in the Bible, there's this, this uh, uh, future queen named Esther, and she's trying to gain the king's favor. She's not the queen yet, and she's trying to gain the king's favor, but there's also a bad guy. And he doesn't like the Jews, and he wants them all annihilated. In fact, he convinces the king to wipe them all out on a certain day. And so, uh, uh, so Mordecai and... And Esther begin to pray. And Mordecai goes and he galvanizes the people of Israel. And he asks them to pray and fast and seek God's face for favor in this matter. Esther goes before the king and, and tells him everything. And the king not only reverses his decision and saves the people, but he makes Esther his queen. And she ends up rising up and saving the Jewish people. And it begins, so this prayer and fasting time, not only does it, does it save the Hebrew people, but it also creates a, a revival in the hearts of the people. They've seen the wonder of God. They began to pray and seen that God answers prayer. And revival sweeps through Israel. And so this week has been a time of fasting and prayer and seeking God and, and celebrating the victory of God. So I find it very interesting that accidentally stumbled on this this week. Um, while we thought it was accident, the Lord knew exactly what he was planning and purposing. And some of you need to hear that this morning, that some of you, some of the things that happen in your life, you can't seem to understand why they're happening. You think they're non-consequential or accidents, and God has been preparing your path all of this time to arrive at this exact destination, to set you free, to bring you to another level, to increase in you. And you are not an accident. Your life is not an accident. And these things that have been happening to you are God's setup plan to bring salvation and increase into your life right now. Okay, that's for somebody this morning. So it galvanized the event and caused the Hebrew people to grow in their faith. Now, in the 1990s, there was a, a social psychologist called Paul Rosen, and he did an experiment called the Hitler sweater. Um, Hitler sweater experiment. Now, what Dr. Rosen, uh, here, I'm just going to use my sweater. It's kind of hot in here anyway, so. Um, so what Dr. Rosen did was he showed people an old tattered sweater. This one is obviously not old and tattered. It's quite nice. Um, thank you, Larry. Uh, so it's not old and tattered, if I can get this past my cable here. But just to demonstrate, he did was he offered people uh, an old and tattered sweater, and he said that it had belonged to Adolf Hitler. Okay? And Hitler had been wearing the sweater a week before his suicide. Now, the sweater had not been washed, and you could see Hitler's perspiration stains on the sweater, and then he asked people if they would try it on. 
So most people refused completely to try on the sweater. Many people even reported discomfort at being in the same room with the sweater. Now, if this sweater was from Adolf Hitler, would you guys feel a little uncomfortable? Would any of you guys just want to run up here and try it on? Anybody? Okay, because we need to have a conversation if you do. Oh, one person. Um, psychologist Richard Beck. There's always one troublemaker because I'm a troublemaker. So <laughs> Richard Beck writes of this experiment. What studies reveal like this is people tend to think about easel, evil excuse me, as if it was a virus, a disease, or a contagion. Evil is an object that can seep out of Hitler into a sweater and by implication into you if you try on this sweater. Evil is sticky and contagious, so we stay away. This belief is obviously not logical, but it's very powerful. Um, it's very powerful, right? That, that a sweater worn by somebody who had evil could seep evil. So there's something deep-rooted in our subconscious that basically says that what happens in this physical affects us in our, 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 our spirits. What we surround ourselves with or what we do, what we touch actually has the ability to make us clean or unclean. Does that make sense? We believe that. We subconsciously think that, and I believe that God has put that in us for a reason, and I believe there's some spiritual truth to that which we're going to explore this morning for a few minutes. Okay? Um, and so the, the, the symbolism of being defiled by what we touch has been with us a very long time. Okay? So, so has purification from that, of what we touch purifying us. So throughout the entire scriptures, there's all these stories about purification. There's all these stories about um, getting washed with water and purifying us. Um, in fact, the first, one of the first times it happened uh, was not at the time of baptism, but it was a ceremonial purification uh, when Moses first appointed the first priest, Aaron. And God told him to put him in white robes and prepare him and then wash him with water and he would make him the, the high priest. And then all the other Levites that came after him, the priests, they came and they were washed with water and God made them a priest from that. Uh, there are other instances. Uh, even Jesus, his feet were washed, right? He got his feet washed in preparation for burial. So in preparation for burial, washing his feet. Um, and he washed the disciples' feet, right? Did he, did he call the disciples sinners and then wash their feet? No, he, he didn't call them sinners. He just washed their feet. So he was cleaning their feet for where they were about to go. And so there's a precedent for the next step that you're taking, being ordained by God and washing your feet. Um, even Pontius Pilate washed his hands in a bowl to show that he was innocent of Jesus' death on the cross, okay, as a symbolism. So there's all these ritual symbolisms that come with washing and purification of water. And I believe... These events hold a deep and significant meaning to your next steps and your growth in your relationship with God and your empowerment to live under the full authority of who God created you to be. Amen? And so I would like you to rise up into your full authority. I would like you to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to be fulfilled in your calling and your purposes in your life. I don't want you to look back in 40 years and go, I have regrets. That's not where I want you to be, or I missed my mark, or I missed my moment. I want you to live up to the full potential that God placed inside of you. And so if I can help you get there this morning through this word, we're going to get you there. Amen? And that's a good word, all right? And so baptism wasn't just meant, the washing in water wasn't just meant as a remission of sin, okay? That was definitely one of its purposes, but it wasn't just sin. And people need to understand this, that there was a lot of different reasons to be washed, all right? Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, 
right? That's where he gets the name the Baptist, right? He's not actually a Baptist. He doesn't go to the Baptist church uh, there. Most people actually don't know that. Holly came up to me one Sunday and she goes, I went to this Catholic church and it was called um, St. John the Baptist Catholic Church or something like that, right? And uh, she goes, that's hilarious, you know? And, uh, and so I explained to her what Baptist actually meant and she, you know, she didn't know that and she went to her coworkers and told the joke repeatedly and none of them, you know, knew it either. They're like, that's funny, it's Catholic, but they said John the Baptist, it's, you know? And so baptizing, he was the one that baptized all of Israel. And so that's important to know. Um, and and he, get, he gets to baptize Jesus. Super cool, by the way, right? That's pretty awesome. Um, but was Jesus a sinner? Did, did Jesus need to get washed in the water to clean him up before he started his ministry? Was he dirty? So did he get, do you think that Jesus got baptized for purification of his sin? Do you think he needed to repent of anything before he got baptized? So why, he get, why would he get baptized? Why the necessity that Jesus would go and get baptized by John? See, what happened was when Jesus got baptized, it says the Holy Spirit descended him on him like a dove. This was the release of an anointing in Jesus' life to fulfill his calling. And so sometimes our baptism, like a priest, is to anoint us and bring us to the next level of our calling. It's to release something into that next thing. It's to cleanse us, to wash us clean, and prepare us for the next stage of what we're about to do. Like, for instance, I'm going to come up here and preach this morning. I probably should take a shower before I come to church and hug all of you, right? Like, that's good, right? That's a good thing to do. I should have done that. Um... Next time, next time. Put that as a note. <laughs> so that would be a good idea, right? So you're preparing yourself for the next step. So washing clean doesn't have to be about sin, or it can be about sin. So I want you to understand that. So if there's a next step that I'm wanting to go to in my calling, symbolizing it through the washing and saying, God, make me ready for this next. Bring down your Holy Spirit. Anoint me for this next thing. Makes sense scripturally. All right, and so that was in John chapter 1. Okay? Jesus gets baptized to prepare himself for his ministry. And the Holy Spirit comes on him in power. And he's able now to move in his calling because he has taken a step to prepare outwards for that. And then in chapter 2, immediately following, we get to see Jesus' first miracle. He goes to a wedding and turns water into wine with a bunch of drunk people. Okay? What? 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 Why would he do this? Like, why would, he? okay, so maybe, maybe it was like practice. Like, he's like, all right, let me try this out. You know, we're going to do it on the drunk people. They won't remember if I mess it up. Like, like they, they're not going to remember tomorrow anyway. So we'll be like, all right, Holy Spirit's working. We got it all. Everything's on. We got it. No. Okay, no, no. Lord, I'm sorry. Just a joke. But uh, no, he didn't need to test out, right? Test out the waters. <laughs> okay, so, uh. He didn't need to test that out. He didn't need to check to make sure it was working. A lot of people look at this as just kind of a menial miracle, but it's his first miracle. It's the first time he steps out in boldness that we see in the scripture. So got to be something more to it. And I believe that God has hidden a deep, profound mystery in this that has a chance to change your life. There's a mystery in it. Do you want to know what it is? Come back next week. All right. I should leave on that. I should really just walk off right there. No, I'm going to share it with you, okay? I'm going to share it with you. And it's profound. Now, I'm going to read this to you. John chapter 2, verses 4 through 11. In John chapter 2, 
verses 4 through 11, it says this, Yeshua, Jesus, okay? Yeshua said to her, woman, what do you have to do, uh, what does this have to do with me and you? So Jesus responds to her. She says, she's now told him like, hey, they're out of wine. There's no more wine. Uh, the people out there, they thirsty, okay? They need a drink. Um, and uh, I need you to make some wine for them. And Jesus responds to her as woman, what does this have to do with you and me? Okay? Uh, and then he says, my hour hasn't come yet. His mother said to the servants, what, do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone jars used for the Jewish ritual of purification, each holding two to three measures or 20 to 30 gallons. Yeshua said to them, fill the jars with water. So they filled them up to the top. And he said to them, take some water out and give it to the head waiter. And they brought it. Now the head waiter did not know where it had come from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew. As the head waiter tasted the water that had become wine, he calls the bridegroom and says to him, everyone brings out the good wine first. And what, whenever they are drunk, then the worst. But you've reserved the good wine until now. Yeshua did this. The first of the signs in Cana of the Galilee. He revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. So it says that it was his first sign. So Jesus came to make new wine. And he did it as a way of purification. He did it in these purification stone jars. These were things that were holy. So basically he grabs these things that are meant for holy things. And he's like, oh, I'll take these. Just we'll make some wine. Give it to the people. This is not insignificant. You wouldn't treat something now. Even Jesus was respectful of those things holy. He, he, was, he, would, he would not have offended them like that by bringing out something that was meant for, for God's house, for holiness, and then corrupt it and use it as a wine trough. Okay? That's not what he did. So Jesus came to make this a new way of purification. These stick, six stone jars are examples of Jesus making what was unclean clean. And there's something we're going to set up here. So when it comes into contact with Jesus, he changes the way it gets clean. When these jars come into contact with Jesus, he changes what was in the jars. So something is shifted. What he's saying here is what was once a way to get clean, I'm making something new. There is a new wine. There is a new way. It starts today and now. And so let's get into that and you'll get the full revelation here. So what, what I have here are six examples of Jesus, just like the six stone jars, of how God, through Jesus, made everything new, created a new way to make what was unclean, clean. In stone jar number one, there were lepers. And lepers were seen by the Israeli people as getting punishment for their evil deeds. They were given leprosy as a punishment from God. That's how they saw it. Okay, and to touch a leper would have made you unclean by touching a leper. But yet Jesus went up to lepers and he touched them. And instead of him becoming unclean, he made what was unclean clean. So we, Jesus starts to set the example that I am not the God that can be defiled by you, but I make all things new. In the second stone jar in Leviticus, touching a menstruating woman would make you unclean. So the law said, if you touched a woman during her time, she would, you would become unclean. Uh, the woman with the issue of blood in the Bible 
It says that she reached out and touched Jesus at the hem of his garment, okay? By his holy robe. He, uh, probably on his prayer cloth, on his prayer cloth, okay? And when he touched the, the hem of his garment, she was made clean. So here it is, someone who's unclean touching Jesus. Jesus didn't touch her. She touched Jesus and yet was made clean. So there's precedent in the word of God where God is saying, whatever you touch and whatever I touch in faith becomes clean. And I can make all things clean. Number three, the stone jar number three, according to the law in Numbers, touching a dead body would make you unclean for seven days. Yet Jesus went in and touched the body of, of, of Jairus' daughter, and she came back to life. So once again, Jesus begins to undo everything in the word of God that said unclean things should not be touched. Stone jar number four, Jewish tradition said that if you ate with a tax collector or a sinner that you would be defiled. It would defile you to eat with people that were less than holy. Jesus not only made them clean, but he justified them. So much so that he even went so far as to say to the religious leaders that they would enter the kingdom of heaven before the religious leaders would. Even tax collectors and prostitutes will go into the kingdom of heaven before you. Right? Jesus had this amazing ability to make the unclean things clean and make what was unpure, pure. See, uh, number five, the stone jar number five is according to the law, if a prostitute touched you, you could be at risk of being considered impure. So in fact, so much so that the Pharisees actually prided themselves on the idea that they walk around and put their heads down. I talked about that. They put their heads down and they wouldn't even look up as to not even look upon a woman to actually have an opportunity to lust in their heart. So they would walk around like this, right? And they would slam things. Oh, Oh, and they would actually boast of the scars that they received for how blindly they walked around, not wanting anyone to think that they were lusting, and so they would smash into things because they were, I wasn't looking. I just wasn't looking, right? Made you look. But, you know, so uh, they wouldn't look. And Jesus let the sinful woman wash his feet. So here's a sinful woman washing Jesus' feet. So not only does he say, it's okay for her to touch me, but I'm going to let her take me through a process of purification. Because behold, I'm the God that when you come to me and touch me, what you had that was impure becomes pure. Amen? So he forgave the woman, and he actually rebuked Simon for calling him out on it. Number six, stone jar number six is in Deuteronomy, it says this, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. So Jesus, throughout his whole ministry, was busy making unclean clean, up until the very last minute, where Deuteronomy even says that he who hangs on a tree is cursed, and Jesus said that I'm cursed. But behold, I come to make all things new, and what was once a curse will be your greatest blessing. What was once meant for death will now be your salvation. And he comes and he says, even death itself has been defeated at the power of my word and the power of my blood and this new wine to bring purity into your life. Amen? 
So what was once meant to define you has now become old news in your life. What was once meant to kill you has become your resurrection. Jesus is the one who makes the unclean clean. He turns the rules of this world upside down. You see, Jesus isn't interested in seeing uh, you broken. Jesus isn't interested in seeing you halfway clean. Jesus isn't interested in you being mostly there. He's interested in the completeness of you. You're, you being whole, healed, justified, and approved. So let's look at this scripture in John. Here's Jesus, and he begins to fill up the water. But let's back up before he does it at what transpired. So you have this happen where Mary says to him, they're out of wine. Get them some more wine. And Jesus says, what has that got to do with me? Right? My hour hasn't come yet. There's two ways to look at this. Do, Do you think that we have the ability to override God's rules, God's law, God's will? Do you think that we can force God to act? Do you think that we can cause Jesus the Messiah to to go on a different path of his chosen path to bring salvation in the world because mama said so. You you really think that's the case? So there's two possibilities. Maybe that's the case. Okay, see, some of you guys don't understand. You know, I'm Jewish and and I come from a Jewish background. I went to synagogue as a kid. I went to Jewish uh, temple and I went to Saturday school and I went to all those things when I was young. And some of you guys just do not understand the power of a Jewish mama. Okay, and you see these movies and TVs and and shows stuff about Jewish mamas, and let me tell you, you're a Jewish mama. There's they're not like they're not creating a character out of thin air and exaggerating. That is a Jewish mama, right? You can see Jesus. She's like, ugh, they're out of all the wine, Jesus. I need some more wine for the peoples. You know, we got to make the wine. And he's like, I, it's not mom. It's not my time. Ugh, you're telling me this. You come to the wedding. They, these nice people invite you to a wedding. You don't even bring a gift for them. You have nothing. And you won't even give them something to drink. Look at them all. They're so verklept. You know, they're, they're so verklept. They have no water. All right? Pam does it better than me, but that's okay. Why won't you? Okay, mom. Okay, mom. Can you just stop? Ugh, my son, the rabbi, so important, so special. Doesn't want to give anybody a drink. What's good all this power to heal and set free? And you can't even get people some water. You know, like, get them some wine. And he's finally. Oh my gosh. So if you have a Jewish mom, it's like, yeah, okay, I could get it. You know, maybe, maybe Mary was very Jewish, you know. She, she surrendered to that. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm the only one that can make fun of me, okay? All right, you can't, all right? Um, so, uh, and she's like, you're so cheap. You didn't bring nothing, you know. No so he, he, so he, he caved to his mother's will because she was just hounding him, right? No. All right, listen to what he says. My hour hasn't come yet. His mother said to the servants, oh, hurry up and make him do it. No, that's not what he said. He said this, do whatever he tells you. I think this was a playful exchange between Jesus and his mom. They need some wine. What's that got to do with me, mom? It's not my hour yet. Or is it? What is it that this wedding feast sets up that we can't quite see? I think Jesus was giving us a little clue that said, or is it? What's happening here might be quite powerful to the changing of your life. In fact, I might think that this is the beginning of something that we see later on that brings salvation. I think this was the moment that the new covenant started, okay? 
and it was brought to fruition. So he fills the jars with water and gives the wine. And the people See, this is a wedding. It's a union between two people. It is the bringing of a relationship into one accord. In fact, Jesus calls us his bride all the time, right? And we're to come into a, a, a bridal covenant with him. And we are going to be like, like married people. The two shall become one. And God said, be united to me. I think Jesus used the wedding on purpose to set the stage for what was about to happen. And he turned the water into wine for a very significant reason. I think that he was saying, this is my hour and it has come. My hour hasn't come yet. Or has it? See, his hour is about to come. And I think that Mary knew it. Because I think Mary probably smiled at him and said, do whatever he tells you. Now at that moment, Jesus could have said, my hour hasn't come. Like I said, chill out everyone. But this is not what he said. Fill the purification jars with water because I'm about to make something clean. I'm about to change the way people get clean. I'm about to change the way holiness is obtained. I'm about to change the way you reach God. I'm about to change the rules and turn this world upside down on its head and create something new in this world that will bring salvation to people. So he said, I choose to do it through a covenant of marriage and a setting of celebration to celebrate the union because I'm about to become one with my people. And what is about to start today will go on and set millions, millions free for future generations to come. And see, how do I know that? Because Jesus took water. He is the living water that was meant to purify, and he turned it into new wine, the greatest wine. And I think that Jesus was setting the stage of his entire ministry. And through his whole ministry, he began to show them that what once made you clean or unclean, I've changed the rules. Nothing can make me unclean, but whatever touches me becomes clean. And till we get to the story of the last Passover. And I'm going to teach more on the significance of the marriage and the marriage cup uh, on our, our Passover Seder on the 19th of April. So make sure you're here for it because the culmination of this, this mystery will be made whole in that day, okay? So be here on the 19th, that Friday, for the Passover Seder. You'll hear the rest of it. But Jesus takes a cup. See, Jesus turned water to wine, but at the Passover, he took wine and turned it into blood. So the first miracle became the last before salvation and death came into the world. Till he died to bring salvation. So salvation that was to come, the first miracle and the last miracle completed each other. You see, he turned water into wine to say, behold, I'm purifying things in a new way. And then at the Passover supper, which cup represented a marriage proposal, and we'll teach about that more, but the cup represented that. He said, take this cup of wine. It's my blood poured out for you. And he took what was turned into wine into blood. So he took it another step, a two-stage process to say, this is where I was headed the whole time. Amen? And he said, now behold, I make all things new. I make this covenant with you. So I believe the start of that covenant was when he took these purification stone jars and he said, I turn the water into wine and soon the wine, when I'm completed, will turn into blood and my blood will bring about salvation of mankind and I'll restore the world to me and that whatever the blood goes on will be made pure and that anything the blood is sprinkled on will be made pure and nothing, nothing that is unclean can make what I've made clean unclean again. 
In Hebrews 10, 19 through 22, says this, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. So by the blood of Jesus, we get to enter in the most holy place. We become holy enough to enter the holy place. In the Old Testament, you couldn't pass into the holy of holies in the temple where God resided, unless you were a priest. You had to be purified and ritually clean before you went in there. So what he's saying here in Hebrews is now because of Jesus' blood, we can enter the most holy place by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain. So the curtain that separated the holy of holies. That this, his body, us, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, who's Jesus, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from the guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. So Jesus comes and turns water into wine and sets up a miracle at Passover to bring us to salvation, to bring us into purity. Why? Just to save us? Do you think that God's heart and desire is just to save us? Do you think your purpose on earth was to be redeemed from sin? Do you think that's the whole reason we're here? It's relationship. And anything that separates us from the love of God, anything that separates us from relationship, he wants removed. It becomes a stumbling block to having a relationship with him. He wants it out of the way. It means if you have sickness in your body, he wants to make you whole so he can show you his love and he can get that out of the way to stop making you cranky Christians, right? He wants a relationship with you. So he brings salvation so that you can be justified and restored to him. And have a relationship with a God who loves you. He brings healing to you. He brings peace to you. He brings joy to you. He says, drink the celebratory cup of new wine that I'm offering you and become clean again. And so he wants to make you clean. So he went down to the, the river and got baptized. He got washed in the water in order to anoint him for the next step of his ministry. And then he took action and said, this is the new covenant that I'm starting here today. And I'll bring it to fulfillment pretty soon and there's more to that and we'll unpack a lot of that I promise on Passover and Easter morning we're going to unpack the rest of this so just get ready because I think when you put it all together it's life changing of what Jesus set up so no this was not a practice miracle it was not a tester of the water and he didn't pick the purification jars by accident he knew better it's so funny because immediately following this, it actually says, as soon as this happened, it says it was the Passover time, right after this. So three years later, Jesus fulfills the start of this. This was right before the start of Passover. And Jesus went in to the temple and started turning over the money changers and, and kicking people out that were defiling the temple. He actually went in and, and turned, that's where he kicked over the tables and did all that. It was immediately following this. So he got his anointing ready. He washed himself with water in order to prepare himself for the next step. And then he began to clean up the temple. He began to set an example of holiness in the temple. And then he began, or excuse me, he began to make a new covenant that said, I'm bringing a new level of holiness. I'm bringing a new level of healing. I'm bringing a new level of unclean. And then he began to clean up the temple. And so he set a precedent that we need to get clean, that we can reach out and touch God and get clean. Not because you're awful, defiled sinners, not because you're unworthy of getting close to God. 
Because he wanted you to understand that whether you are reaching for God or whether he's reaching for you, his desire is to set you free. His desire is to make you new. His desire is for you to be released. And so I don't know where you're at. I don't know if you're a broken person today that needs to be put back together. I don't know if you're unclean and you have some sin in your life that you need to wash away. I don't know if this is the first time you've ever been baptized for the remission of your sins. I don't know if your desire this morning is just to take a leap of faith and go deeper with God. I don't know if this morning you need to just step out in the next phase of your life. Maybe you've been sitting on the sideline too long. Maybe you are sitting in the congregation too long and you are saying to yourself, I know that I need to get busy for the kingdom of God, but I need something. I need that moment. I need that change, that shift, just like Jesus. I'm not, I'm not weighed down in sin. I'm not weighted down by the problems of my life, but I'm ready for the next phase of what God has for me and I'm unwilling to sit here at this level anymore. I want to rise up and move forward into my purposes and plans and become the full identity of who God created me to be. Maybe that's you this morning. So maybe the water is to elevate you and say, today I'm going to take another step with you, God. Today I'm going to move forward with you, God. Today I'm going to get clean. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come on me. And I'm going to make a step, a public declaration that says, today I'm ready. Today, God, make me a priest. Today, God, set me apart. Today, God, make me holy. Let me sum it up for you. Today, God, make me usable. Make me usable. Whatever that looks like to you this morning. Whether you're way down here, feeling low, or whether you're just excited and ready and say, man, I've been preparing for this. I don't know where you're at. God, today, make me usable. I want to be the kind of person that is unafraid to stand up, boldly proclaim your name to a lost and dying generation. God, I want to be the kind of person that is unafraid to seek your face, knowing that when you look back at me, the countenance on your face will not fall but you will see me and wrap your arms around me as a loving son of heaven. God, I want to press into holiness. I want to press into purity. I want to press into the things that cause you and I to draw closer together, Lord, as not only my Savior, but as your bride in an intimate encounter and relationship with you, God. I want to get alone with you, Father, and you show up, Jesus. I want you to be the lover of my heart. I want our relationship to be so intimate that I hear every one of your secrets and you hear every one of mine. I want my heart and my life to be exposed to you. God, you're the only one in the whole world that I'm okay with hearing my thoughts. The good and the bad. Know me, God, and search my heart, Lord, that I might know you that I might bring others to know you. That's the desire of my heart. To reach out for your hand and find it. Chase away every shadow, Father, and bring illumination into my life. The God that brings illumination. Restore me. Set me free, God. Lift me up. Take me to the next level. That's the prayer of my heart this morning, Lord. That's the prayer of my heart this morning, God.
I want to be the kind of man of God that is so unafraid to step up and step out for you. I want to be the kind of man that is unafraid to fail for God. I want to have a heart like Peter, a heart like David, that would be unafraid to stand against giants when they come against me. Unafraid to do those things. I want to be unafraid of storms in my life. I want to be unafraid of boats. I want to be unafraid of drowning. I want to be the kind of man of God that is willing to try to walk on water for Jesus. And have the boldness and assurity that knows even if I fail, even if I fail, God has me. I want to just step up and step out and walk into water for Jesus. And even if I fail to walk, I'll land in purity. I'll land in the next level. And the boldness and confidence that God is pleased with my effort alone. To say, God, make me clean. Wash me and make me new. Take me to the next level of my ministry. name of Jesus, Father. In the name of Jesus. God, rise up in this place, Lord. Let your spirit rise up in this place. Bring salvation. Bring repentance. Bring holiness. Bring next level of your faith, Father, into our lives. Restore us. Redeem us. And move us up. Father, in the name of Jesus, In the name of your son, I ask that you make Noel clean. In the name of Jesus, that you take him to the next level in his walk. Lord, that you unlock and unleash the plans and purposes in his life. So, Noel, if you could turn, I'm going to baptize you and wash you clean. Yes. In the name of the Father, just hold your nose for me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, I wash you clean. That's the way it's supposed to go. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Who else? Who else is getting washed clean today? Who else? Hallelujah. Send them that way. Have them exit one way. Come on. And if you're not getting washed this morning, then pray for the people that are up here. Turn that way. Turn. Is this okay? Thank you, Jesus. Stephanie, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just ask that you wash her clean. That you rise her up to the next level of what you have for her, Father God. You unlock heaven for her and unlock her plans and purposes. In the name of Jesus, I baptize her. Hallelujah.
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. This is my friend Russell. I'm so excited to baptize him today. A renewing of his faith and a, and a moment of restoration for him. A, a moment of coming back to God. Russell, I want to say this to you. The Holy Spirit is telling me that he's like, it's not, just stay there, but to, um, and sit on your bottom. It's a little easier that way. Um, the Lord is telling me that you're not just coming back to him. You're not just restoring to where you once were, but you have no idea where God is taking you. That your faith, and you've already seen it start to happen, but the levels of things he's unlocking in your life, you're going to go beyond where you've ever even thought imaginable in your relationship with him. And this day right here is going to rest and reside the Holy Spirit. So the, John said that I baptize by water, but the one that comes after me baptizes by fire. And so we baptize not only by water, but by fire at the same time. And the Holy Spirit, just fill him up in the name of Jesus. Father, begin to release the Holy Spirit into his life in the name of Jesus. Father, according to his confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior, Lord, I baptize him in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, Yeshua Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, who's next to get clean? Amen. Amen, amen. I'm going to have you, I want the camera to see a little bit, so I'm going to have you face this way. Eli, come over here. Yeah, yeah, come in here. and I'm going to switch sides for a second. That way the, everyone at home can see a little bit better and just sit. I know Shoshana's heart, and I know where she wants to go with this. Hallelujah. The Lord is unlocking a next level over you. Um, I see this growth. It's not a new plan, but it's just like an explosion. Uh, I see this like swelling of what God is preparing for you in the supernatural. So there's going to be an infusion of power from what God is about to do in you. And so we just ask God that you just unlock the next level for Shoshana, the next anointing that in, in her life, Lord, and take her to a new level in the name of Jesus. We just wash her and purify her so that she is ready for what God is about to do and explode into her life. Father, thank you. So in the name, do your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I purify you. I unlock things over you. I set you loose by fire and water in the name of Yeshua Jesus. Let me go backwards. Hallelujah. I got you. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. More, God, more. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. John, come join me. Let's come over here. See, I'm not standing on the outside of this one. I'm in the water. Don't tell them that. They won't come up. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I just ask you unlock more over John, Father God, that you purify him and set him apart, Father, for the next mission, the next purpose and plan that you have for him, Father God. I know that your plans for him are great and you are not done with him yet and you're going to release and unlock new things over him in the name of Yeshua, Jesus. So by your confession and faith in the Lord Jesus, Lord, I just purify you, unlock you for the next level of your ministry in the name of Yeshua, Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Jesus. Hallelujah. 
So you, don't, you guys don't understand what's happening here. Maybe you don't know what's happening here. God is unlocking something in this church. He's taking people to a different level. There is holiness coming back to the world. Not because we're rule followers, but because we're Christ followers. People will look at us and see love and joy and peace and say, I want that. I'm hungry for that. That's what they're doing. Have you made a confession as Jesus is your Lord and Savior? Do you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior? Okay, I want you to plug your nose. Due to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes, with Jesus. Hallelujah. What's your name, buddy? Elijah. Okay. Ooh, I like that. I don't know why, but I have not asked. This is Elijah here. Elijah, have you asked Jesus in your heart? Have you made him the Lord of your life? Have you, have you asked him physically out loud? Okay. Well, if you didn't, you just did. So, um... You believe that Jesus is Lord? Yes. Amen. Due to your confession, this is his first time. So I'm baptizing him for the first time. Hallelujah. If it's your first time when you come up here, let me know, please. Due to your confession and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, just plug your nose, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Wash him clean, Lord. Make him new. And yes, you are Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give me a hug, man. We're changing the atmosphere of this room. We're making, God's doing something new, amen? God's bringing a different level into his church. I'm telling you right now, God is showing up. He's about to spark revival in the hearts of people. Something is stirring in the name of Jesus. This is a particular, this is my aunt, if you guys didn't know, this is my aunt Sharon. I'm so humbled and honored that a lot of my family allows me to be their pastor too. And I take that with great humility and honor. And I want you to know that God is going to, uh, the growth you've had has just been so tremendous. And I believe that what you've experienced so far is nothing about the next season. It's nothing compared to the next season that God is about to bring you into. And I believe you've been standing there hungry and crying out for God for more. And, and even a little frustrated at times going, come on, I'm ready for it, I'm ready for it. And I feel like God is saying, like, this is the moment where I'm going to descend on you like a dove and just start to move in wonder and might in your life right now. So in the name of Jesus, I release and unlock new blessings over her life. In the name of Yeshua Jesus, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I wash her clean. Hallelujah! Glory! Man, amen. Amen. If you couldn't make it this morning, you're watching online, this is for you too. In fact, you can just go, go in the sink, sprinkle some water on you, and get pure. Seriously. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so excited. See, Amber has accepted a new call into her life. She's moving up to where God wants. She's the one up there in the kids' room right now taking care of the, the older kids. And she's amazing. She's amazing. She has surrendered to God's call on her life. And I believe the Lord is unlocking new talents and abilities. And due to your faithfulness, God is saying that I, I've already restored what you've lost, but there are treasures that you don't even know about that I've been waiting to hand you. And today I'm going to hand those to you. I'm going to unlock treasures in your heart and in your life. And I've already been setting up the precipice for this. I've already been preparing the ground, but you think you've been reaping. You haven't seen nothing yet. This is your hour. So hold your nose. 
Due to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I wash you clean. I unlock heaven for you. And yes, you're Jesus. Hallelujah. This is my, oh, my honor. It's my honor to do this for you, Ted. Okay. This man has been my friend for a very long time. So it's my honor, not only is him being my friend for over a decade, but a man that I respect and love and see the anointing of God on his life. And I just see an anointing oil being poured over you. And that the Lord is calling you. And I see his anointing oil pulling over you and unlocking new ministry potential, new ministry inside your life right now. And I just feel like the Lord is saying that um, it's, it's time. It's, it's your hour, it's your day. And uh, I'm going to make things new that needed to be made new. But I'm going to birth and create something. There's something birthing into your life right now. Spirit, birth it in the name of Jesus. So we're not going to just baptize you in water, but fire so that you are fully equipped by the Holy Spirit to move forward into the plans and purposes he set for you. Amen? Amen. Sit down. So Father, according to Ted's confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, I wash him clean. I unlock the new levels of God over him. In the name of Yeshua Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Glory! It's all right. We'll get her a new one. We owe, we owe you one cello, Christy. All right, sit down. Yep. Uh, the Lord is telling me he's about to release some things over you, um, some things that have been holding and weighing you down. And I just see these weights fall off you. So I don't know what, what those weights are that you're like, I need to get these off of me, but the Lord is going to release those weights off of you so that you can begin to rise up. I actually see you rising up into the next call, the next sta- stage of what God is going to do in your life. But those, those weights are being let go and washed clean. I actually see the, the, the string on them that's holding them just dissolving in the water. Amen? In the name of Yeshua Jesus, I baptize her and wash her clean. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes. Laura's had you on a path just recently. You've seen an explosion in your faith. To start to move. And what the enemy has been seeking to do to stop you and destroy you, God has been saying that my hand has been over you um, and that I have brought you to such a time as this to fulfill in you the calling and plans and purposes that I see you and you're stumbling around in the dark. And you're not falling down, but you're stumbling around in the dark. And the Lord is saying, I'm beginning to straighten your path and move you forward. And this is a moment for you where your path straightens and you walk towards the light in your life. And you're going to see things that were frustrating you before begin to come into fulfillment now. Amen? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Okay. All right. Sit down. Unless I do your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Yeshua Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. You got in here, and, and I thought to myself, what can the Lord heal you from now? And, uh, and the Lord just said to me very quickly, he goes, he, the, the, the next phase of this is it's not a healing, it's a releasing. Everything that he, the, the, the miracle working power that God has been just birthing in you uh, from the fact that he set you free through his miracles, uh, he wants to begin to transition you, not into receiving miracles, but delivering them. And so you're going to see more and more authority. The, the, the Holy Spirit is going to descend on you so that you can be a water-to-wine maker like Jesus. Amen? So do your confession of faith in Jesus Christ. I baptize you. I release the next level. I lock God's plans and purposes over your life in the name of Jesus. A little tall. It's a little tall for us shorties. Okay? It's a little tall. Hallelujah. Really thought I was going to walk on water today. I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> Next time. Here's the thing. The Lord spoke to me and said, sometimes life doesn't always go the way that we want it to. Sometimes you want to walk on water and you fall flat into the barrel. And that's just the way it goes. But here's the thing. God doesn't look for right. He looks for willing. Your heart is willing. And so the Lord right now is saying to me that redemption is one moment away. Forgiveness is always there. My grace is sufficient. And the Lord is saying He's going to supply all of your needs. The Lord is saying He's going to supply all of your needs dry their feet better before they walk. Um, we're going to have to baptize her again now. <laughs> she fell. The Lord is saying he's, he's going to bring and supply all of your needs. And so there is a need on your heart that he is beginning to unravel. And I just see there's a mystery and he's unraveling the mystery for you. And so don't concern yourself that it's still unanswered and, and un, not understood. Does that make sense? But there's a mystery that's unraveling. And if you will just follow his path, the end of it leads to um, salvation. And I don't mean like going to heaven salvation. I mean to fullness of who you were created to be. Okay? Father God, in the name of Jesus, I baptize Sean in the name of Jesus, Yeshua. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, wash him clean. And take him to the next level with you, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> I. Oh, Hallelujah. I have one thing to say to you. I told you so. 
I told you so. I asked, are you getting in the water? Because we were talking about doing a song for the baptism. And we want to have the whole band come up and play. We can do that, absolutely. You can sing and praise while we do this. That's perfectly fine. Woo! Hallelujah! Right? And I asked her, I said, are you planning on, on going to water? She's like, oh, no, no, I don't think so. And I said, you haven't heard my message yet. I said, do whatever you want. I told you so. We're setting the path straight. Chas had an amazing dream this morning. I won't share all of it. But basically, it was a dream about my message today. I won't really share it all. But uh, it was a dream about my message today. And basically, it let me know that we were beginning to flush out and get rid of all the things that have held us up, that has confused us, that uh, is keeping us from being completely pure and ready for what God is releasing in the next stage of our life. And, and so this was a message for the body that it's time for the body to purge all the things that are corrupting it, that are keeping it um, from full health, right? Because when you're sick, you can't really do much, right? And I'm not just talking about uh, physical sickness, but spiritual sickness. And so um, the, the Lord is kind of telling me that, that your prophetic voice is going to just keep releasing and you're going to be able to keep seeing, um, and in particular, not just for you or for individuals, but for the body of Christ. And so you're going to begin to see things that move the whole body towards his plans and purposes. So uh, much like Shoshana will come up and give a word for the church, um, the Lord is like blessing you with this ability to speak into the church and speak uh, into the whole body. And contrary to what many people think about women speaking in church, um, I just want to make it clear that right before Paul said something about that, uh, just two paragraphs before that, he said, women, prophesy and pray in church. He said that. So uh, whatever your feelings are on that, uh, Paul was very clear that they're to get up and prophesy. So we're going to let them all talk and prophesy. Amen. So don't get caught up in your theology. Just understand that God wants her to start prophesying and we're going to allow her to express that gift. And you know what? Maybe she'll walk on water or maybe she'll fall into purity and holiness and righteousness by getting closer to Jesus each time she tries. But amen, we're going to just keep moving that way. Amen. Amen. Woo! Like it. Chast, due to confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I wash you clean. I unlock the next level of your ministry and your calling by baptism of water and fire by the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Jesus! Jesus! And we keep baptizing like this. We're going to need 14 tanks and 14 ministers doing it all at the same time, right? Hallelujah. Woo! Devin, man, I'm excited what God is unlocking in your life. You know exactly what he's unlocking right now. You know exactly what his plan is. You know exactly why you're coming to this water. You know exactly what you're coming up here. You're coming up here so that the Holy Spirit will come on you in power and wonder so that you can move into the next phase of your life. Amen? Right? That is exactly what it is. You want God's miraculous power to flow through you and touch people in every day uh, outside this building. I, I mean, in here too is fine, right? He'll, he'll do it for you too. But the heart of this man is to see people out there, Walmart, in the streets, the homeless, the, the, the suffering, the brokenhearted, see the power of God come to them. Not in, in word, but in power. Amen? And so I honor the heart of God. And the Lord is telling me that you have a heart after his, that you have a heart like David, that you are a mighty man. And though you stand like me, not very tall, uh, in you is a giant slayer and a giant killer. And that you are, and, and that the, the Lord said that the, the giant that stands in your way most of the time is sickness. And that when you speak, the head of sickness gets cut off. That when you pray, the head of sickness gets destroyed. And that you wield a sword capable of 
driving sickness out of the battle for good. Amen? All right, sit. Devin, due to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of Yeshua, I baptize you and set you free for the next level of the Holy Spirit descend on you in power and wonder. Lord, more fire in the name of Jesus. Did you feel that? Holy heck. You guys didn't feel what we felt. Hold on, I'm holding on to him for a second longer. Jesus. Something just changed. Something just shifted in the supernatural. Did you feel it like I did? Something shifted. Something just released. Holy Spirit. Get up here. Everyone hits their toe. It's not bad, right? See, she said it's warm. You guys are all liars. Just, I keep seeing your mind and it's so busy and thinking and going and moving and, and turning and twisting and like there's all these thoughts and they run through your head so much and, 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 and the argument inside your brain and the argument inside your soul and, and, and the argument between God and you and the rationalizing and all that and the Lord is just saying it's been a long journey of your mind and your spirit coming to unity. And the Lord wants you to come into complete unity and He says, I'm gonna, He says, none of those None of that was ever for, for any other reason to, to grow you into what I have planned for you. That the Lord has taken you through a long journey so that your faith will be deep, rich, and powerful because the Lord is telling me that you are going to be a light and a beacon to other people. Uh, uh, you're going to be a person of hope uh, and the brilliant mind that God has given you, the mind that he's given you for him to, to rationalize and reason and work through and move, um, that the Lord is going to use you in particular to reach people for that. And that he's been, he, he's been cultivating you for a long time, almost like a, like a pruning, like I see a plant and it, gets, it has little chops and hurts and wounds along the way and frustrations and why, Lord, and if you're real, then why this? And all of those questions. And every one of those were for the purpose of pruning because he's just turning you into a beautiful plant that is worthy of show. And he wants you to know that you are worthy of show and that he looks at you and he fine-tunes you. He, 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 he cultivates you. He waters you. He just nurses you into the beautiful blossom that your soul has become for him and that it's growing into. So take every one of those little cuts, every one of those things, and understand that every one of them brought you right here. And this is where he was bringing you to. Okay, sit. So excited for you. Due to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You believe in him, right? You confessed him, yes. So due to that, I baptize you in the name of Yeshua Jesus, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Be clean and new. Fire. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Can you help out? Hallelujah. And if you need to leave, I know we're past time. Obviously, there's a lot of people. That need to if you need to leave, you're, you guys are free. You don't have to stay. Right? You don't have to stay. I love you guys. Shalom. You're dismissed if you want to. But we're going to keep baptizing if we need to. Amen.
If you need prayer, we'll have people here for prayer. You can come up and get prayer. Amen. Weight is going to fall off you. Chains are going to break. Joy is going to come and fill your heart. I see the Lord like I see your mouth opening and just the floodwaters of God just pouring into your soul. Like, and like, not like a drowning, but like a filling. Like your mouth is opening and the water of baptism is filling your soul with joy and peace. Amen? Amen. All right, sit. I don't have a word for everybody, but when I have it, I say it. Okay. All right. I got you. I got you. There you go. Okay, so plug your nose in. Do your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I baptize you, set you free, and I unlock new levels over you. By water and fire, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Yeshua. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. You got her? Amen. First time. Hallelujah. Glory. Father, I thank you for Penny. Thank you for everything you've been doing to her. The, The Lord has just been taking you on a roller coaster ride. And he's saying it's not done yet. You're going to climb even higher, but it's not scary. He wants you to know that the next season in your life is one of these. Woohoo! Right? You hope so? Well, he says so. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I, I baptize her in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeshua Jesus. saying to me new season new season for Susan new season this is a season of blessing a season of harvest in the name of Jesus we just declare that will you declare that with me a season of harvest for Susan a season of blessing for Susan in the name of Jesus sit you know exactly what that means and what it's for I don't need a long explanation sit try to sit on your bottom so your legs don't go back out of from underneath you if you guys tuck your legs behind you it makes you bend backwards hard okay so plug your nose in the name of Jesus Yeshua Jesus, I baptize you due to your confession of faith in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You are washed clean. Hallelujah. Glory. Yes, yes, yes. Come on. Come on. Get in the healing waters of God. You know, the waters were used for healing too. The pool of uh, Bethsaida. The pool of Bethsaida was used as a healing water. So in the name of Jesus, we speak healing in life. We speak healing in life right now, Father. Lord, I'm asking that you just release 
a new level of understanding for your word, Father. I just see him giving illumination for him and, and, and your paths going forward. The Lord is saying you just need understanding, and the Lord's going to take you to a new level of understanding. Okay. Plug in this. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus, I baptize you according to your faith in Jesus Christ, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Be new. Glory. Glory. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'll baptize as long as you'll keep coming in the name of Jesus. Peyton. Oh. I said, stop saying that. It's very warm. There you go. It's a jacuzzi. Um, it got colder. Uh, the Lord just like, all I keep seeing is a little bird. And the Lord just keeps showing me the songbird. That's, and he's sitting there. And he's literally sitting there. And as you sing, you land on his finger. And he's just watching you sing. And the Lord is saying that I created you to sing for me. I created you so that I could hear the wonders. And he's saying that he's going to release a prophetic voice out of you when you sing. And he's going to release an anointing. And I just see this like wave of like a wind that comes out of you. And the Holy Spirit is saying that I'm beginning to purify your life. And I've, I've already started a season where he's saying that um, without anybody saying anything or doing anything, you've just longed for holiness. You've longed for purity. You've longed for these things that God has like just started to birth this desire uh, inside of you to just just move closer to him and to just be intimate with him and it's been stirring in you and agonizing in you for a season and the Lord is saying that as he begins to move in you that there, he's going to birth those things through you and you're just going to begin to see the power of God move more and more mightily through your through your life and through the ministry that he's unlocking so I'm asking for the unlocking Lord as you wash her clean and unlock new levels in her in the name of Jesus Yeshua baptize her in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Spirit Purify the Lord. Amen. Amen. Come on. Amen. Didn't come here this morning for this, did you? Yeah, but this was unexpected, wasn't it? Amen. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah, so the, the Lord is just showing me like headlights. And I, they're just really bright. I don't know if that's like a direction that you're going or maybe you felt like a deer in the headlights. Like maybe there's been a season in your life where um, it just felt like everything's kind of a little blinding or a little unsure of your path uh, and where you're going. And the Lord is saying that um, while those headlights are dimming or making it hard for you to see where you're going when you're looking into them, when I turn you around, it's going to point the way to where you're going next. The season that you're going into next, God is taking you somewhere and, and the, the lack of seeing that has never meant that he hasn't been driving you there the whole time. Does that make sense to you? Yeah? Amen? So let's baptize you. Let's wash you clean and get you ready for the next level. Good? All right, sit down for me. Father God, due to confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we baptize you, we make you new, we wash you clean, and I unlock levels of ministry over you in the name of Yeshua Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yes! Hallelujah! In the name of Jesus. Let's go. Let's go. Just gonna... No? Come on. Come on, get in here. Hurry up before you get freezing. Okay. You can use my towel. It's okay. 
I'm going to have to body slam her in. Okay. I've been standing here for an hour. What are you talking about? I see the Lord releasing you. There's, um, the problem is when you, when you, when you baptize your sister, um, is that any prophetic word I give her, she's going to look at me and go, yeah, you know that. Yeah, you know that. So it does no good. So the Lord is saying, you already know what I'm going to say, but the Lord is saying that he's going to straighten your paths and he's going to give you a plan and a purpose that you've always hungered for and you've always been unsure of. Um, and you're just really trying to stumble around, trying to find your way. And the Lord is saying that I am going to uh, place you um, where you finally feel comfortable in who you are and in your own skin. Okay? Cool. Sit. See, that's what she's like, yeah, you knew that. Sit. No, I mean, I want that. Yeah. Amen. I'm going to have to body slam her. Okay, just take it. Just take it. Okay, we'll do it. We'll go quick, okay? Plug your nose. And then it's not that cold. Maybe we need the heater up here. She's crying out to the Lord. That's a good sign. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus, Father God, we baptize her, we wash her clean, Lord, and we set her path straight. Fire and water, Jesus. Oh Wrap her up, hurry up. Oh <laughs> Come on, buddy. Hold on. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You have? I want you to know he loves you. I want you to know that uh, I spoke this over you not too long ago, but they need to hear it. God made you exactly the way you are for exactly the purpose he has, exactly the plan that he has. And let me tell you what, when I look at you, you bring me joy. And you're going to bring a lot of people joy. Do you understand that? You don't be anything different than what God has told you to be. Don't let any words that are spoke to you over this world and over other kids and other things that are said to you, don't you let anything, anything define who you are except for who, what Jesus says you are. Do you understand? And he loves you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are knit together in your mother's room perfectly. And he has a plan and a purpose for you. And I'm excited about your future, young man. And I see you just blessing people. I see a blessed, man, I see ministry potential on this young man right here. I see a calling of God power and authority in the name of Jesus. Power rest on this young man in the name of Jesus. Does he? So Amber just told me he brings joy into children's church every time he's there, like he's a joy bringer. That's powerful. I'm excited. Why don't you sit down for me? Now you Just sit on your bottom. You're, you're good. I know. Just sit. The longer you guys take, the colder it's getting. Okay, I got you. Okay, I'm going to dunk you real quick. You're going to plug your nose. Just plug your nose. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah! Woo! Anybody else? I love it that our pastors are also getting baptized, right? Our interns are getting baptized. You see this? It doesn't matter where you're at. You can always get cleaner. You can always move further. You can always go higher. That's what God wants to do in the name of Jesus, right? Oh, yeah. You sent me the video. He sent me a video of a pastor that tackles people like a pro wrestler. And then you got in the water with me. Uh, 
the, the Lord is telling me that um, all I see is the mouth of a lion opening up and roaring. And I know you're quiet. I know you're quiet, but the Lord is telling me that's because when you open your mouth, it, there's power in it. And it's to be used um, when and where he directs it, right? So the rest of the time, so it's not frivolously roaring around, but it has a like a, a, a sharp, very pointed focus of when it opens, it shakes things. And there's a trembling that happens when you roar. There's a trembling that happens when you pray. There's a trembling that happens when you minister. And the Lord is unlocking a new level of power and authority in your ministry. So according to his word and your faith, I baptize you in the name of Jesus, Yeshua, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Unlock a new level, Lord. Hallelujah. Wait, I need a hug. I gotta take off the mic. Can you hand me a wireless? Are you going? Okay. Come on. So it is my. You might have a fan club. So it is my unique and, and crazy privilege um, to just get to minister to my wife and baptize, minister to, to my dad and my mother and minister to my family and baptize them. And it is crazy honor. And I just want to say that the Lord is saying that he is well pleased with how you've grown and nurtured. And I just see a flowering bud and I see like a bush over your life. And the Lord is just flowering. And they're small little flowers. And the Lord is just saying, I've just been popping up so much beauty in your life and so many ministries. And the Lord is saying that each one of those flowers represents the people's lives you've impacted. And every time, this is the bush of your life. And every time that uh, you impact somebody's life, another flower opens up. And I'm just seeing more and more beauty just explode. And so every time you keep pouring out onto other people's life, the Lord is saying that I'm harvesting and good harvesting you there's more and more beauty being birthed and every one of those are contributing to the plant of your life and the flower of your life and they're they're badges of honor they're crowns of heaven they're they're the glory that you carry from his miraculous deeds that you have been a part of and the lord just says he's going to cover them until there is no more leaf left but all that's seen is flower on flower on flower and the bush grows and flower and and all consuming and the lord just wants to keep increasing in you in your ministry in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to unlock the Holy Spirit over my wife. That's amazing. This is like an honor of my life. Um, Father God, just unlock the Holy Spirit over her. Unlock a new level of your ministry. Descend on her and pour through her. Be gracious to our family, Lord, and bless our children and our lives and that everyone that comes into contact with her will see the love of Jesus through her and see the power of God just pour out over them. That when she speaks, angels listen and demons flee. When she speaks, heaven's doors unlock and the gates of the enemy slam closed never to be seen from again. That he has no release in her life or over anyone else. I praise you, Jesus that you are creating in her a mighty warrior. And I just see a sword and the war and the armor of God just increasing in you in thickness, boldness, and stature that you wear it. And it's brighter and shinier than it's ever been. And that you just increase in her the gifts of the Spirit and the boldness of, of Christ for her to be a warrior for you, God, and to wage war against the plans of the enemy to still kill and destroy. Uh, destroy and you speak life and bring life into her in the name of Jesus. 
In the name of Yeshua Jesus, I just release a new level over you in authority. In the name of Jesus, I wash you clean. What's next? Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Father. All I felt when you came up here was the Lord just said fragrance. Fragrance. And see, the Lord says that the, the worship of his people are like a um, sweet aroma to his nostrils. Right? And so when we worship him, it's like a, it turns into a fragrance. And the Lord is telling me that you just carry the fragrance of God, like it's a, an anointing and, a, and just that he loves the way you worship when you worship him. He loves the way you seek him when you seek him. And that it's a fragrance to him, a beautiful perfume, and that your life is a beautiful perfume. That when people get around you and they smell the sweet fragrance of who you are in Christ, that it just, it, it's like, it's... It's like being home. It's like being at peace. It's like being um, safe. You know, it's like just ah, the atmosphere of your life can be contagious if you let it be. And the Lord wants to take you to a next level of that where your atmosphere is his atmosphere. And where you, when you walk in a room, that atmosphere flows like a fragrant, right? You put on your perfume and you stand there long enough and it wafts out to everyone, right? And they smell that sweet fragrance. And the Lord is saying that you have the ability to just extend that fragrance to other people and change the atmosphere when you're in a room. So be an atmosphere changer, okay? In the name of Yeshua Jesus, according to your confession of faith in him, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Unlock news. Wash her clean. Thank you, Jesus. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what I see, William. I see a worshiper's heart. I see a kid that is so in love and radical with God. Like, it is crazy how much you, that, that, the, the desire of your heart for God just to show up when no one else is around, right? For God to show up, like when people leave and you can just spend time with him. And um, I've never seen a young man quite so, like, that, that, there, there's something about worship music that just stirs your heart to life, right? That just, I mean, just moves you. And I, I feel like the Lord has given you just a sense of personal relationship with him where he is your best friend. And he's telling me he wants to be your best friend. Like he thinks you're amazing. He loves everything about what he created you to be. And he said he made you, made you to be his best friend. And he's so excited about your relationship with him. And he's so excited about this moment that you're taking to grow closer to him. And so he's going to unlock a new level of you. In fact, I just kind of see you setting, like, a, setting the standard, if that makes sense, setting the, you're going to be the one that starts to, to, to pray up in kids' church and see the power of God move. And you're going to start praying for other kids and seeing God heal people and touch them and bless them and love them. And so I want you to be unafraid to share your faith, unafraid to pray for people, unafraid to, to speak and see miracles happen. Wouldn't that be awesome? I think you're going to see it. Amen? Love you, man. All right, sit down. Now you've accepted Jesus in your heart, right? Okay, plug your nose. Due to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you 
the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are clean. Make them clean, Lord. Whew. Enjoy the good life. This is the good life, ladies and gentlemen. This is the good life. Father, wash her clean, Father. Lord, I just, there's a heart in you for God. There is a soft, beautiful heart in you for God. And the Lord wants to know, wants you to know that he has placed that heart in you. So even though it's easily broken, he's created in you soft like that for his plans and purposes so that other people will see love through you and through them. Okay? Do your confession and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and Yeshua. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Actually supposed to go first, but Noel ran up here crying, so we just <laughs> actually the Lord saved me because I was nervous about that. <laughs> it is the most wonderful, amazing honor to be able to baptize you, my son, and my pastor. You are touching so many lives and you will continue to touch lives and a capacity that you have no idea I don't think you you realize but I asked I was sitting there and I asked the Lord to give me a word for you and I said Lord just get me out of the way give me a word for him well I saw a picture he gave me this picture and it was so clear and he took me out off of the earth and he showed me you, and it was a round, like, platform made out of, of uh, marble. And there was these big stairs that went up to him real wide. I would say as wide as those chairs right there that went up to this platform. And off of that was, a, was stairs going this way, and there was stairs going that way. And he showed me, you walked up. And you were wearing clothes, and then suddenly you were wearing white. And you walked up these stairs, and you stood on this platform, and all these people started coming. And as they got close to you, they were clothed in white. And then fire lit around you. And when you opened your mouth, the fire went out of your mouth, and it hit the people. And then as the, it hit them, the fire went up these stairs, and these people went up. You were, it was salvation. Many, 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 many souls, salvation. So, praise God. So, Pastor Rand, have you confessed that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Yes. It's really good to know, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Then by the confession of your faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
I, yeah. <laughs> I will baptize them. Okay. I'm going to baptize them. I'll baptize her and I'll baptize them. And then if you're a new guest or anything, you know, like I said, you guys were dismissed a half hour ago. Uh, I love that you guys want to see. Hey, you know what? I'm so excited that like hardly anyone has walked out the door. That is so exciting. I'm not mad at you if you got to go. Like, but to see God do this, like you guys have been dismissed for a long time, but to see what God is doing in this house is just tremendous. I'm telling you, something's being unlocked this morning and it's amazing. And I've been seeing the, the growth and what God has been doing for a long time. Uh, I appreciate you guys so much, and I love you. You got this. Yeah, I made you sit before I talked to you. Uh, Thank you. I just see the Lord beginning to increase in you, and the, what the Lord is saying is that um, what was once a not even a whisper, but a loud voice in your head will turn into a megaphone. And so the Lord is just speaking to you louder and louder and louder and louder and making more and more paths straight and growing and increasing in you. Um, so just uh, a new level of understanding as you grow as a leader, a new level of, of power and authority and a new level of your uh, prophetic voice just being unlocked for the supernatural. In Jesus' name. Do your confession and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I baptize you, wash you clean, unlock a new level. Yes, you are Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. you have for her, Father, I ask that you establish her plans and your purposes, Father. Lord, that you make her path straight, Father, and you help her to live and follow you, Father. I wash her clean, and I just ask the Holy Spirit to guide and direct her future. I said, okay, you love Jesus? You love God? Amen. So we're going to baptize her in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Are you ready for him just to do amazing things for you? Okay, so I'm going to do what I did for Sissy and baptize you. And we're going to set your plans and purposes. Lord, we ask for the Lord to just watch over and guard her due to her confession and faith that she loves Jesus. She follows him, Father. You make him a, her Jesus follower all her life, Lord. And you just anoint her that her plans and, and her path, Father, be straight for you. In the name of Jesus. Yes, you Jesus. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I baptize her. Fast, okay. Man, I don't want you. I don't want going. Please don't let me get my eyes hurt, please. Okay, I won't get you too wet, okay? Okay, just cover your eyes. And plug, here, one hand, plug your nose. So no water goes in your nose, okay? Do you love Jesus? No, I don't. You don't? <laughs> please, I don't want to. Please. You change your mind? Huh? No, no, that's me. I don't want to. You change your mind? Try that. Cover your whole face. 
Okay, I'm gonna do it quick so you can get it over with, okay? It'll go quick. Look, all these people are support you. Okay, they did it. Okay, close your eyes. I'll do it quick, okay? Do your confession of faith. You want me to plug your nose? You want me to do it? I'll plug your nose. Pastor, I'll plug your nose. Okay, I'll do it. You cover your eyes. Ready? Okay. In the name of Jesus, we baptize you. We set you clean and we put the Holy Spirit all over you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Woo!